right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to His Heart Line. Thank you for joining us. Where every day we have something going on, whether it's 1% with him, a His Heart Line discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg Block Hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. You're just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation, how to get your nation back, how to restore the republic, how to take accountability for your own life, and to finally be free. You know, the problem is, is that there's just too many people out there that just want to complain. They don't want to be part of the solution. They just want to whine and whine and whine and blah, blah, blah. You know, they just want to cry, cry, cry. But you know what? I tell those people, once you get off to the sidelines, grab your little juice box, go sit down, suck your thumb, and watch the real men and women get after it. Because if all you're going to do is complain, then what, then what good are you? Be part of the solution. Don't sit there and cry about it. Don't sit there and contribute to the problem or, you know, say you got the solution. Why don't you part of it? Get involved with your assembly. But first, why don't you get involved with God? Because that's where it starts. you got to get involved with God. you got to get involved with Jesus Christ. Invite him in your heart because we can't turn this nation around unless we all point to God. God has to be centered at everything we do. I don't think many people realize just how important that little detail is. God has to be centered at the heart of everything. I mean, if we have any chance of turning this country around, that's the way it has to be. And remember what it says in Joshua 1.9. I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hard Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. With uh, I tell you, I, I got screwed up here because I had my uh, I was trying to <laughs> I was I got my all my my volume stuff all mixed up here. But anyways, I am here. It is November twenty seventh, two thousand twenty two, Sunday, and glad to have you here at His Hard Line for another episode of One Percent with Him. And we're going to be doing a reading out of Isaiah. Chapter 20, verses 1 through 6, a very short reading. And I am, again, Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the hosts and they are the ones at the wheel and they are the ones that are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters called life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. So welcome. Okay, so we got two shows going on today. We got the 1% with him. And then after this, we have the His Hardline discussion. So. Um, this one is going to be fairly quick, but before we get into the reading, I do want to go over a couple things. So, um, just going over a few, I was just kind of reading some, uh, headlines here at the gateway pundit. And one of the ones that kind of caught my eye was Balenciaga does damage control. And apparently they, they're suing the producer for $25 million over the child BDSM theme ads that they approved of. You know, I was, I was looking at this ad. This is sick. You know, the child that they used for this ad, this child looks so sad and it just, it really, it just, (laughs) I don't know. I have no words. It really just kind of really breaks my heart that 
the possibility that this child is possibly a real life trafficked victim really breaks my heart. Um, you see this ad and you can't help but wonder if this child really truly is trafficked, you know, and then I was looking at Karen the Riveter's telegram page just a second ago. She just posted uh, and she forwarded a post from woke society's telegram page. And there's a picture of Kanye West wearing the Balenciaga boots. And this is one of the reasons I won't talk about Kanye West. I don't care what he's done. I don't care what he's claimed to do in the past. Quite frankly, you know, he married a Kardashian and she's a witch. And I don't care what he's done. I don't care what he's trying to do for the movement at the end of the day. You know, he's still affiliated with that. If you listen to his music, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I forgot what the name of the song is. I, I wish I would have thought about it now. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up. Hold on. I'm going to do something on the fly while, while we're talking about it. Hold on. Let's see. Kanye West song. Let's see here. Hold on. So there's a song that he did. Yeah. It's called Mercy. And he, it's, yeah, it's called Mercy. He's got other artists on it. But one of the, uh, one of the hooks on his song, I'm just gonna, let me just read it. It says, well, this is the, this is the hook. It says, well, it's a weeping and a moaning and a gnashing of teeth. It is a whip, weeping and a moaning and a gnashing of teeth. It is, when it comes to my sound, which is the champion sound, believe, believe. Now, when you go to the Bible, it talks about the gnashing of teeth, the weeping and the mourning and gnashing of teeth. You know, you listen to some of these artists and their songs, there is some satanic nonsense in there. There is some nonsense in a lot of these musical, you know, these musical artists' songs. You got to be very careful. And, you know, the simple fact that he called up Trump to have lunch and then invited three people, three guests that were uninvited to try to set Trump up because apparently one of these people that he invited for the lunch was a, uh, a supposed white supremacist, which really is surprising to me because what would a white supremacist be doing hanging out with a black man like Kanye West? I'm just I'm just asking. I'm just, you know, asking for a friend. If this guy is truly a white supremacist and he's having lunch with Donald Trump and Kanye West invites this guy uninvited to Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago and he's a white supremacist, well, what's he doing with a black man like Kanye West if he's a true white supremacist? I'm just saying. I'm just wondering. I'd be all, I'll be all ears if somebody can provide me with that answer because, quite frankly, it's very astounding to me. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. And this whole Balenciaga thing is bullshit. Like I said, there's pictures of Kanye West wearing Balenciaga boots. And that tells me one thing. The guy is involved with it one way or another. And I'm so glad I never talked about this guy and his nonsense and, and you know, his, you know, him basically, you know, with his whole, I, I can't even pronounce, you know, I can't even find the words that I'm looking for, but you know, him wearing the whole white lives matter shirts and, you know, he's trying to be all woke. 
I think he's full of crap. And I smell BS on this guy a mile away. Be careful who you follow, folks. This whole Balenciaga thing is very, very troubling, and I cannot wait till these sickos go down. They all need to go down. Anyway, we're going to kind of proceed a little forward here. We're going to get right into the reading of Isaiah chapter 20, verses 1 through 6, so we can get into the His Hardline discussion. And what we're going to be talking about there is how people are fearful of change and how they have a hard time escaping the matrix. It's going to be a very interesting episode. Uh, But for right now, let's get into what's most important first, which is Christ and God. So again, chapter 20, what I'm going to be reading out of is the New American Bible Revised Edition. And it's only six verses, so it's very, very short, but it reads. Now, this is Isaiah's warning against trust in Egypt and Ethiopia. Now it reads, starting with verse 1. In the year the general sent by Sargon, king of Assyria, came to Ashdod, fought against it, and captured it. And at that time, the Lord had spoken through Isaiah, the son of Amaz, Go and take off the sackcloth from your waist and remove the sandals from your feet. This he did, walking naked and barefoot. And then the Lord said, Just as my servant Isaiah has gone naked and barefoot for three years as a sign and portent against Egypt and Ethiopia, so shall the king of Assyria lead away captives from Egypt and exiles from Ethiopia, young and old, naked and barefoot, and buttocks uncovered, the shame of Egypt. They shall be dismayed and ashamed because of Ethiopia, their hope, and because of Egypt, their boast. The inhabitants of this coastland shall say on that day, See what has happened to those we hoped in? To whom we fled for help and deliverance from the king of Assyria, what escape is there for us now? Like I said, very short chapter, only six verses. So let's get into the lessons from the text. Now, as we look at the, uh, I guess what you could call God's theatrics. Now, sometimes God has to put on a show to get our attention. Kind of much what we're seeing right now in America. We're watching a show, right, to get the attention of all the sleepers in America. Now, telling a man to walk around naked for three years is hardly a mild-mannered way to say something. And God knows exactly what it will take to get our attention, typically. Now, it may be something as small as touch, you know, as a touch of tenderness from the Holy Spirit. And it may be as drastic as destroying a nation. Now, God says that he is a stumbling block to many. Why? Well, God, by forcing someone to stumble over him, is trying to say, look, I'm right here. Now, the ways of God trip up on the person doesn't know him. It interrupts their daily life when they come face to face with the reality of God's existence. Now, If after seeing the works of God and the testimony of believers, they choose not to believe, then they fall under the judgment of God. Now, what does it take for God to get your attention? Very good, profound question. Does he, excuse me, does he have to ask you two or three or ten times before you hear him? Does he 
have to knock you down with an illness so that you have the time to listen to him? Does your bank account have to hit zero before you realize that you need his help? Every Sunday and Wednesday, God, through preaching, is proclaiming his word and his will for your life. Now, if we don't pay attention to the sermons, and if we don't listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to us in our daily lives, then just how far will God go just to get our attention? Now, considering what his prophets have done in the past in the amazing action of Jesus upon the cross, I honestly don't believe that there is anything God won't try to get our attention. Now, we may choose to ignore his calling, but I can guarantee you that at some point in everyone's life, God has tried to get your attention. Now, Let's look at this verse by verse. Like I said, only six verses, but let's look at verse one for starters. Now, this prophecy was given when Egypt and Ethiopia were attempting to cripple the growth of the Assyrian Empire. Now, in 721 BC, Ashdod, with the help of the Egyptian forces, rebelled against Assyria, and they were defeated and Ashdod put under submission. Now, in just 50 years, Egypt itself would be conquered. As we look through verses 2 through 3, God sometimes commanded his prophets to do outlandish things to bring attention. Now then, when the people would ask, what are you doing? And he would then be able to declare the words of God with the full attention of people. For example, God commanded Ezekiel to eat dung and Jeremiah to bury a pair of underwear. Now we could see both of these things referenced in Ezekiel 4.12 and Jeremiah 13 verses 1 through 4. Now, as we look at verse 4 in this chapter, now being naked is to be barren before God and others. All of one's secret parts are discovered, meaning all the filth one tries to cover up is brought to the light. Now, when naked, it is impossible to hide anything. Not only would Egypt be conquered, but they would also be put to his shame. As we look at verse 5, the people of this time looked to Egypt and Ethiopia for deliverance. And from the Assyrians, but Ethiopia's military might and all the riches of Egypt could not save them in their time of trouble. Now, with their last hope destroyed, all the peoples of the land are given to despair. And when war comes and defeat is apparent, people wonder what good it is to even try to escape. Now, let's pray. Because like I said, we got a, you know, we got a, a very packed show on the following show here. Heavenly Father, we thank you very much for another day of life and good health. We really appreciate all that you do for us. Thank you for our family. And we just ask for your forgiveness and, and repent of our sins, not just as an individual, but also as a nation. And we also ask that you guide us each and every step of the way as we move forward. We ask that the Holy Spirit can guide us in every way that we need to be guided. We pray for the success of our National Assembly and all the state assemblies, all the county assemblies, we just pray that we can finally get success in this nation 
return back to self-governance so that we can finally well we can finally be a successful nation with god at the helm of it all and we just pray that all the tyrants and despotic luciferian people we just pray that all these people just can finally get justice once and for all and they can be cast away but most importantly we do pray for our enemy so we just ask father that you just guide us the way you need us to show us the way you need us to go and we will do our best to follow and so we pray all of this in your holy son's name jesus christ amen all right so this is like i said this is one percent with him and the reason it is called one percent with him for those of you that might be new to this show we all have the same 24 hours in a day and one percent of that 24 hours is roughly about 15 minutes and we are approaching 17 minutes right now it is a fairly short show typically we do about 30 to 40 minutes but like i said whenever i have a night where i have two shows i usually try to shorten up one of them so i'm not here for three hours in the studio so we will be back here in about five to ten minutes god willing that podbean <laughs> god willing that podbean cooperates because sometimes podbean likes to be a little bit you know difficult with the audio so give us about five to ten minutes and we will be back here roughly about 6 30 to 6 35 and if we don't see you back here on the other side until then or the next time we will be back here tomorrow for another episode of one percent with him and if you do have any questions and you want to know more about your local assembly just email me at jmjdirect at protonmail.com. Again, it's jmjdirect at protonmail.com. And if you want to see uh, more of what we got going on, go to the website, hishardline.com. And we will be back here in about 10 minutes for a His Hardline discussion. Till then or the next time, God bless, and we will see you on the other side. Thank you. God bless. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Every day we have something going on. Whether it's 1% with him, a His Hardline discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg Block Hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. Here just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation how to get your nation back, how to restore the republic, how to take accountability for your own life, and to finally be free.
what it says in Joshua 1.9. I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.